You know, one of the biggest things that was a part of my life was uh, that, that really kind of over life really seemed to be the biggest hindrance in my life was my mind. Mm-hmm. It seemed like after I got born again, after I got um, after I got born again, you know, I didn't get filled with the Holy Ghost right away because, you know, I, I had I had pre predisposed thoughts about that. And, you know, how many of you know, if you have wrong ways of thinking, that'll keep you from everything that God has for you. Do you hear what I said? Yeah. It, it, it'll just, sometimes you, you have, you, you form prejudices in your mind thinking that you're smart, but in the reality, you're just missing out what, what God has precious set aside for you that's precious. Yeah. And over here in Romans chapter 12, Paul writes his church. He says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and that perfect will of God. You know, like I was saying earlier, when I first got born again, I had a lot of poor ways of thinking. I just thought wrong. I felt wrong. Um, You know, it just seemed like everything that um, if 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 I could just if any assumption on my end was, you know, you've, you've probably may have heard me say this, you know. People thought they think they have a discerning spirit and really they got a judgmental spirit. Well, that was me. You know, I say that, but in my early, my early years as a Christian, I was very, very judgmental because, you know, I didn't trust people. And when you don't trust people, it's because you've been hurt by people. And so when you get your life turned around, you need to start thinking better and start thinking the way God sees other people. Because, you know, if you, if you start, if you start seeing things through the wrong lenses, uh, and, and oftentimes when I re- 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 share that story with folks, or I don't, I don't think I've ever really, really shared that, but it, it can take a while and it don't have to take long. It just depends on the person. It doesn't have to take long. It just takes you responding to the Holy Spirit and, and treating people different and treating, treating people better. Mm-hmm. Is, that's where you begin to, um, that's where you begin to see changes take place in your life. Amen. Let's open our Bibles to Ezekiel. Ezekiel 28. Ezekiel 28. Verse 13. Now, this this evening I want to talk about a little bit about something because, you know, every time we, when we're born again, we don't realize that there's two systems at work. There's a system of, of light and a system of darkness that is at work around us. And because we don't see what's behind the scenes in this, we don't see in the spiritual realm. I like what one minister says, you know, electric electricity is God's natural power. The Holy Spirit is God's supernatural power. Amen. Did you hear that? Amen. And over here in uh, Acts chapter 28, verse 13, he says uh, in, the, in description of Satan, um, this Ezekiel writes, it says, Thou therefore had been in Eden, the garden of God, every precious stone was thy covering. He's talking about Satan here. Satire, Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 13. Every precious stone was covering Cyrus, topaz, and the diamonds, beryl, onyx. And he's talking about everything that, that was put into to Satan, or he was Lucifer at that time. And he said, then the scripture says that the workmanship and the tabernacle of the pipes were prepared in thee in the day that thou was created. Thou art anointed cherub that covereth. I have set thee so. 
That was upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast holy mountain of God, and thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of the fire. That was perfect in the ways from the day that was created till iniquity was found in him. By the multitude of thy merchandise, thou had filled the midst of thee with violence. And thou hast sinned, therefore I will cast thou into a profane out of the mountain of God. And I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Thy heart was filled, filled up because of the beauty, and thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. And this morning, this evening, I wanted to talk about renewing your mind, but I also wanted to talk about how Satan has this merchandise he's always trying to sell you and I. It's corrupt. Sometimes we don't look at it as merchandise, but it basically is, are they going to take this way of thinking? Are, are, are they going to take this thing that's going to re-divert their life in a certain way that it's going to be unmendable? You know, the scripture says Satan is the killer. He's, he's the, Satan is the um, author and uh, author of death. He's the, he's, he's the author of lying. He, 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 is, he, is the chief, he is the chief destroyer. And if you think about all that Satan tries to do to you and I, you can, it, it, it always goes back to a, a thought. It always goes back to something he sold you on. Mm-hmm. He sold you on wrong thinking. Mm-hmm. Sold you on wrong feelings. Mm-hmm. Sold you on wrong directions. Uh-huh. So, sold you, sold you a, a bill of goods and then... And then here you are suffering from that purchase. And you know, I find it interesting is that this created violence. But I looked up this word violence. This word violence means oppression. It means suppression. It means redirection. Wow. And sometimes when we see that word violence, we just think, oh, it's just, you know, what does that mean? You know, violence means it was just, we think of it more of in physical terms, but when you're redirected from the plan of God from your life, when, when you've allowed yourself to be re-stirred and, and sold a bill, a bill of goods, I'm, I'm telling you, I've, I've been sold wrong bill of goods before, wrong ways of thinking. And sometimes it can, be, it can take a while for you to realize, you know what, I don't think I want to own this way of thinking anymore. I don't, I don't think I want to hold on to this anymore. And you just sometimes got to make a decision to lighten up your load and get rid of some things. And, you know, here's the thing. And one thing that really was that was I found very interesting is that the, his heart was lifted up. And see, you, you'll, you'll see elements of how Satan used his used this plan of deception uh, against how he used his plan of deception to get himself thrown out of heaven. But you also see him use it multiple times to get people thwarted from their plan. Like, for example, uh, Adam and Eve. How did he get them thrown out of the, the garden? He, he threw in a plan. He threw in an idea. And what, what was the result? They lost their destiny. They were redirected. They lost their future. They lost their hope. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, it, and, it, and it created violence later on in their lives with, their son, with, their, with the death of their first son, Abel. And, and, far, and, and sometimes we don't see far enough ahead to think that that are the things that we do aren't going to impact us. We always think, well, that's just me. It's only going to affect me. No, it's bigger than just you. Mm-hmm. Your decisions are always bigger than you. That's good. They're, they're, they're never just, just about you. It's, it's, about, it's about what kind of legacy you're leaving. What, it, what is your life truly saying? And, you know, and 
And when we're so when we're when we're sold a, a false bill of goods, sometimes we think that we've done it because of our own wisdom. Oh, I'm I'm bought something and this is the best thing that's gonna help me, and, and really it isn't gonna help you. But something I found very interesting, he says, Thy heart was lifted up because of thy beauty, and thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. You know, there's a part of us now and then that thinks that we can think, or people in the natural realm can think, well, it must be okay because no one has said anything to me. Everything, everybody smiles at me. They, no one's taking it the wrong way. Just because people are smiling at you and they think you're cute doesn't mean everything you're doing is right. And he says, Scripture says that this person, this Satan, his, his wisdom was corrupted by the reason of his own brightness. Now, I wanted to stop right there. I wanted to kind of lead there uh, this, this evening, too, because there's a lot of, there's a, there's, you can really misinterpret your own wisdom for biblical wisdom. You can learn to trust on your own mind, your own abilities, your own, um, your own thought processes, because, you know, I'm pretty smart. And I'm really good at the books. And just, just because you're good with those things doesn't mean that you're thinking straight. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just think. He sold them on that way of thinking. Mm -hmm. And if you really think about how he sold the, the man, uh, uh, Adam and even that way of thinking, he continues to sell that way of thinking. You don't have to look very far. You say, well, you know, he, he, sold, he sold Adam and Eve on, 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 the, on the thought of uh, you're going to be like God to know good and evil. Well, he's still selling people thoughts. Oh, you're going to be smarter than your family. Oh, you're, you're going to be smarter than this group of people. You know, you, you're better than those other folks. That, that's, that's corrupted thinking. Yeah. When you start thinking that you're better than folks, when you start thinking that, that uh, you, you have wisdom, when really, especially if it's apart from the Word of God, you really don't have wisdom. Anything apart from the God is a lack of wisdom. Yeah. So when we get into the word, our wisdom doesn't come from man. Uh -huh. our, cousin, our, our, our wisdom comes from God. Yeah. And there's going to be moments in your life where you're going to feel like, you know what, I, I've just blown it tons of times. I don't know what to do. Well, first thing you've got to do is you've got to stop saying, I don't know what to do. Yeah. You've got to say, start saying, I do know what to do. Yeah. And start finding your answers in the scriptures. You remember Jesus, what he said in Luke chapter 4? The Bible says that he had come out of the wilderness. He was full of the Holy Ghost. And, and as he came out, he, he began to be tempted by Satan. And the first temptation was with what he knew. Are you the Son of God? Are you the Son of God? If you're the Son of God, turn this, turn, turn this bread into, turn the stone into bread. Mm -hmm. What's he doing? He's tempting him with what he knows. And he says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So Jesus is already telling us that if we're going to set our life straight, if we're going to have wisdom, if we're really going to have true insight, we've got to have to realize it's got to be first found in the word. Yeah. It's not, it's, you know, um, Jesus' experience in the garden is no different than Adam and Eve's experience in the Eden or the, 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 first, the first garden. 
the great, the first, the, the first heavenly guardian, you know. And, you know, it's not odd that the, 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 the experience in the exchange with Satan was no different from the attack. And some people, well, that's, that wasn't really a temptation. Well, the Bible says it was a temptation. And if the Bible says it was a temptation, then the Bible isn't lying. It, for, for it to be a lie would mean that God, that God was colluding with the devil and God was not colluding with the devil. It was a real temptation because he hadn't eaten in 40 days and 40 nights. And then now he's, you know, we, like we said earlier, you know, when you get out of the, when you, when you haven't eaten in a while, you know, you can be a little grumpy and you can have a little attitude. And, and the real temptation is I'm going to turn this, turn this stone into food. I'm going to eat it, but I'm going to pick up a rock and throw it at you. Right. And so, but Jesus didn't do that. He didn't, he didn't go by his own natural wisdom. He didn't, you know, if as a believer, you and I, if we're going to renew our mind, we, we can't, we can no longer respond the old way that we used to, the way we used to respond. Yeah. Like if someone's yelling at somebody or talking loud, I'm a loud talker. My family's always got to remind me, dad, why are you yelling? I'm, I'm not yelling. Who are you with me? I'm telling I'm yelling. He goes, but I, I talk loud. And so I, I've had to learn to check my attitude. Bring myself down. Wait, wait, I'm okay. Cause I, you know, I've got, I've got a naturally, I call it a supernaturally loud voice. <laughs> like my daddy always said, he goes, Marcus, you didn't, you don't need a microphone. You could just set him down the street. You'll hear him a mile away. And you know, and here's the thing. When you have a voice like that, you can't excuse. Well, I'm just a loud talker. You've got to say, Oh, I'm sorry. And lower your voice. And then you got to put the pride away. And you got to, you got to, you got to put away the, 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 getting the quick to get offended while they're just, you know, you know, they just want to keep me quiet, but I just wanted to give them a piece of my, you see, you got to re we, we've got to really be careful. Well, that's my past. That's how it was raised. Just because you were raised a certain way, just because people let you get away with certain things when you were growing up a certain way, doesn't mean things don't have to change or that things can't get better. We're always changing. We're always going from glory to glory. We're not, we're not, you and I weren't made to stay the same. Yes. You know, the number one thing is when you get saved, the first thing the experience of the believer needs to do is re renew his mind. Change the way he thinks. Change, change the way you respond. Because you've been sold, sold a bill of goods throughout your life. And when you're, when you're a new creature, the Bible says that when you're, when you're born again, you become a new creature. When you're a new creature, that means you have to put away a lot of old ways of doing things. And sometimes that can feel like a lot. You know, you don't change overnight. You hear what I said? Your spirit man changes overnight, but you have to change. You have to change by the renewing of your mind. And, and I like what one minister said years ago, you know, if you've been doing, if you've been doing this for one habit for 25 years, it could take another, he, he used to say another 25 years, but I don't believe that. I believe that God can help you supernaturally get over some things. Amen. amen. And I believe God is supernaturally helping, helping us this evening, get over some things yeah. because we, you and I, we need help because, you know, over in James, when he talks, you know, we're in James, when he's talking about how, you know, no man can tame the tongue. You know, when I first got born again, the first thing I had to do was tame my tongue. Man, I had a, I had a, I had a terrible mouth. And I remember when I first met Pastor Melina, we were just friends. And, and I remember I knew she was a, a godly woman. And so I just like, I, I, for some reason, my na look, I'm a heathen. And for some reason, I didn't want to cuss around her. Why? Because she had a bright light on the inside of her. 
And you know, when you put light around darkness, light, uh, <laughs> darkness can't comprehend it. <laughs> and so I just said, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to cuss. And, and I remember I just gotten saved and I think I just gotten spirit filled and I was doing pretty good. And one day my mouth slipped and said the wrong word. And all of a sudden I was like, Oh my goodness. I just, Oh, I felt so embarrassed and f- so ashamed. But here's the thing is, is that my spirit man, was now my governor. He was saying, you can't talk that way anymore. Mm-hmm. And slowly but surely, it became easier not to talk that way anymore. And it wasn't Pastor Marcus doing it. It wasn't Natural Marcus doing it. It was by the help of the yeah. Holy Ghost that helped yeah. me change what I needed to change saying. Yes, it, was, it was the help by the help of the Holy Spirit that caused this man to be able to declare God's word in the face of difficulty by, by, by with, through Christ Jesus. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who gives me strength. It, it, it was, it was those things that were, that were planted, that were being planted on the inside of me, the word of God that was being planted, that was helping renew my mind mm-hmm. because your natural mind can't help you. There's only so far you, you'll last it with natural way of doing yeah, things. I mean, right. doing things on the natural realm, it's just harder to do it that way. Yeah. It is in the natural, very difficult to try to change with just your natural way of living. Yeah. It is what it is, you know. And like I said, you've been sold a bill, an old bill of goods. Now you've got to, now you have to pick up the new, the new subscription called the B-I-B-L-E. You're going to have to start getting in that word and say, you know what, I'm going to exchange this old sale that I've of old way of doing things. I'm getting rid of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I remember some years ago, I had a good friend of mine. We were, uh, we went out of town and, uh, there was a, a, a family, a, a relative of his and, uh, who they didn't know the Lord and we led them to the Lord. But in the process of leading the Lord, we also cast, cast the devil out of that person. And, uh, that was my first experience with someone who was demon possessed. Well, when we looked around the house after that person got delivered, they had a lot of occultish type material in there. And so what happened during that time, we, we, at, during the process is, well, hey, you know, you're free of this, but you can't hold on to this stuff anymore. Because if, if you allow this stuff to stay, yeah. you know, it's one thing if she had gotten saved and came home later on and said, hey, guys, can you help me? that's still different. It doesn't matter because she got born again and now she's needing help to get rid of some things. But when you're getting rid of these things, it's God's power that's helping you get rid of these things. Mm-hmm. It's not your own power. Mm-hmm. You, you can't get rid of it. Cause when, when you're demonically influenced, sometimes it feels like you can't get rid of things. When, when your mind's not renewed, it just feels like you can't get set free. Yeah. And that's why it's so important to worship God. Yeah. Because sometimes when you worship God, you just jump past the mind and get straight in the spirit and you get the mind of God on some yeah. things. And I'm telling you, when you just yeah. sometimes we just forget of how powerful worship is. Yeah. And worship with renewing our mind with the word of God. In fact, if you do both, that'll that I mean, I just noticed I will say this that when I did both, it, it really helped me um, jump start. I think I think if I would have just done it the old like um, the old fashioned way, just reading my Bible and slowly changing, that's all I would have gotten. Slow change, if if, if anything at all, because mm-hmm. then eventually you end up becoming religious because you don't you're not using the, the the precious Holy Spirit on the inside of you, 
And Hosea 4, 6, which we read, which we read earlier, the Bible says how you're destroyed for lack of knowledge. Well, thing I love about the Holy Spirit, he, he jumps, he jump starts you in those areas. He brings enlightenment in those areas. Yeah. And it's not your wisdom, but it's his wisdom. It's yes. his direction. Yes. And that's the one thing I like is his direction. My goodness, there was times where I was just struggling. I didn't know how to do things and, you know, and, uh, or, and the Lord says, you just need to get rid of it just once and for good, just get rid of it. And, uh, and I remember there was a time where I was just, you know, trying to give up smoking. I'll tell you, boy, you just smoke and you just, that can be one of the most hardest habits to, to quit. But when you get renewed to the word and you're like, my, my body's the temple of the Holy Ghost. And, you know, and, uh, I, I can do this. And it just felt like a long struggle. And the reason why it was a long struggle, just cause be very, very, very honest. I liked it. And, uh, but eventually I, I remember just one day I said, you know, I just need to start saying, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like smoking. I don't like the smell of tobacco. I don't, I don't even like walking by somewhere and smell it. Because I used to, back in the day when I was trying to get delivered, I'd smell it and I'd go, oh, I like that smell. And the Lord dealt with me, you need to stop saying that. So, again, a supernatural thought. Being sold a brand new bill of goods now. You know, I'm taking the new bill of goods here. I'm taking God's bill of goods. I'm not getting the old bill of goods. They go, oh, that, don't you just love that smell? No, no, I don't like that smell anymore. In fact, it just brings back. And then I, then I started tying bad memories to it. <laughs> I did. I just started seeing it as like a bad memory. Oh, yeah, I used to smoke. And I remember you being used to being depressed. So I just tied all the bad that used to go with that lifestyle to, to, together. Right. You know, you, you know, they say if you want a cheaper discount in your insurance, you start to bundle everything. Well, if you want to get deliverance, you just got to bundle all your sins together and put it on one negative boat and say, you know what? I can't stand even looking at this and just chuck it down the street. I'll tell you that that helps you right there. Just start seeing it under a negative light because, you know, you could just start. I remember just doing that just made me depressed later. And even if I wasn't depressed later and you just start you start building the case against it with the word and, and start saying, you know, I'm so glad I'm free. I'm so glad I'm not living the same way that I used to live. I'm telling you, God, God will help you. Yes, amen. I said, God will help you. Yes, amen. So you don't have to hold on to those old ways of thinking. Yeah. And you know, like I said earlier, you know, this whole thing about I'm smart. I know what I'm doing. Well, you're poisoning yourself. I can handle this, but you're, you're sending your life in the wrong direction. I can eat this, but it's not helping you. Mm. I can quit any time. You can't. Mm -hmm. Not without the help of God. Yeah. Not with the freedom of God's word working so that you can get set free. Uh-huh. You know, one thing I will say is that, that I love being free. Mm. It feels good to be free. Yeah. It feels good to, to be in the supermarket aisle Walk, even if you're walking by the liquor area. No, no, I can't. Years ago, I couldn't do that. I, years ago, when I used to walk by the alcohol, I couldn't do it. But then I, again, like I said, I started attaching it to, 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 to things that were negative to help me get through it. And then I'd start using the word. No, I got the mind of Christ. And so I wouldn't go by a certain place. And one day, I walked by it and didn't even, didn't even know I had walked by it and didn't realize that I had been free. Boy, and I was like, man. And I, and I looked around and I go, I just walked by there and I didn't have no temp. I walked by the cigars. I didn't feel no temptation. I just walked by this and didn't even, didn't even feel the pool of it. Uh -huh. I, I literally, you know, when you're free, when you don't no longer sense the pool of it on you, <laughs> when you're sitting in there watching TV, you don't even have, you can watch TV and something will strike your memory. 
There's no pool on it anymore. You hear people gossiping on TV, no pool on it anymore. You, you, anything that you want to get set free of, you can easily get set free if you just start uh, meditating on the Word of God and start to worship Him. Right. I'll tell you, worshiping right there, boy, that, man, such a good, such a good place to be. I remember, remember years ago, we were living in the winery department, winery departments, winery apartments in Fresno, California. And uh, I was feeling a little down because we kind of lived in a real rough neighborhood. <laughs> not, not kind of, it was a real rough neighborhood. When Pastor Manalina just first moved in, there was a murder in the same complex. And I'm all thinking, I don't know if this place is going to be very safe. And I felt like I'd live not, I didn't even live that far from where she lived. And it wasn't, it was just as bad of a neighborhood. And uh, there was like yellow tape, just, you know, for, 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 <laughs> for they, for they taped it off because it was a crime scene. And I was like, oh Lord. And and so one day I was up in the up in the balcony and I was just sitting there. I was just worshiping the Lord and and uh, this little African American kid saw me. I came out. He goes, "You live up there?" I go, "Yeah." He goes, "I heard you worshiping the Lord." He goes, "I go, mm, someone, someone's with Jesus right now." I was like, "Oh," <laughs> and and I, when I when I was up there worshiping, I thought, "I go, one day I'm not going to be in a house like this. One day I'm going to be in a." God's going to take me to a better place. And you know, God has taken me to better places time and time and again. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he, we, we've gone over the years, we've gone from glory to glory. But it all happens because you take the time to worship Him. Yeah. You, you take your eyes of what you're, where you're at. Yeah. You start, stop, t- stop taking your, take your eyes of where you're at, start keeping your eyes on Him. Yeah, that's good. If you keep your eyes on Him, He'll take you where you want to be. He'll take Amen. you better in the places than what you could have planned. Amen. I'll tell you right now, he will. Yes. He, he'll take you to the better places. He'll put you right next to the best people. Yeah. He, I'm telling you, he'll give you the best fellowship. I'm telling you, I've, I've seen it time and time again. Yes. I just sometimes got to pinch myself with some of the fellowship I get to get, some yeah. I have. Yeah. You know, I have the best company of minister friends. I have the, you know, I have the best spiritual mom. I have the best spiritual father. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just pinch myself because I'm like, wow, God, you, you've really, you've really taken me from that old house and really put me in a place that's much better. So you got to start thinking about where you, where you bat and start being grateful. If you want to renew your mind, start, start thinking about the places, start being grateful for where you, where you came from, not where you're, where you're at. Well, I'm not, I'm starting in a, you may start in the very beginning, but I guarantee you, you start being grateful. You won't stay very, very long. Yeah. You got to start reviewing your mind. I thank you, Father God. Pastor Marcus said that, that if I worship you, that I'm not going to stay the same place anymore, that I'm going to, my life's yeah. going to be better, Father. So I'm just going to start, I'm going to just do that by faith. I'm just going to recognize that the man of God spoke and I'm going to start speaking this word. I'm going to start declaring this word. And Father, I'm not going to let that, de- no, I'm not going to let that depression get on me. No. Oh, Jesus, I love you. Oh, precious Father God, I love you. And you just start doing, you just start, just start doing what you know to do. But you see, you know, you, 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 you'll never get any results if you don't do what you know to do. Yeah. A lot of people want, you know, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over expecting a different result. You hear me saying that all the time, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Too many people are, are doing the same thing, wanting this different results and nothing's changing. Yeah. You, you can't be religious and expect God to answer a religious way of living. 
religious meaning, I'm just going through the motions. I just went to church on Sunday, but I didn't speak the word. I believe what the, they preach, but I, I'm not doing it. Well, mm -hmm. I tell you, when you start doing it, it's when th things start taking place. That's right. Yeah, that's right. When you start doing it, it's when the religious side, not talking about being a, a person of faith or being, because people put together, oh, you just, you're religious. Well, I'm religious in the sense that I'm a doer of the word, but I'm not religious in the sense that I just hear the word and I don't do it. You hear what I'm saying? And we've got to get that mindset. You know, what? I'm going to start trusting God's word. I'm going to start doing his word. I'm going to start being the, being the example and the person that God called me to be. Yeah. Because it's not hard. Yes, that's right. It's not hard. Following God is easy. Right. Not following God is hard. Yes. That's exactly right. I mean, you know, people said, what was a, I've heard my pastor say this, and it really bore witness with my spirit. My hardest, my hardest situations in my life were a result of me not having answers. But when I got Jesus, I got answers. And even when I didn't know right away, I spent enough time with him to get the answers. Amen. You spend enough time worshiping, you'll get the answers. You don't know the direction of your life, you'll start getting answers by just praising him and worshiping him. Yeah, and just start putting everything out, outside. Start putting out rela relationships that don't belong. I mean, I, like, I, I, I don't know why I have to keep going back to relationships, but a lot of believers, you know, well, I just, you know, well, they're not, they're not, following, they're not following the Lord like you. You know, when I got born again, I lost all my friends. Now, I still have a couple here and there that I, you know, I say, hi, but we don't hang out like we used to. I've got a whole new group of friends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, where do we meet? We meet under the, we, we meet under the blood of Jesus. We meet, <laughs> we meet under the other, on, on, on the side of faith. And, you know, I'll tell you what, when you renew your mind, you renew your mind to not just one facet. You renew your mind to faith. You, re you renew your mind to worship. You, re you renew your mind of the way you treat other people. You renew your mind in a whole so many different realms. I don't, that's why I don't understand folks that say, well, I just got bored. What do you mean you got bored? There's nothing to get bored of. There's just so much to do. There's so much blessing. If you, if you really did it right, you wouldn't want to quit because it's addicting. When you have a relationship, it's addicting, especially a healthy relationship where you're worshiping and you're starting to see results. I'll tell you, it just, it just starts, it's just like, why would you want to quit? Yeah. That's so good. I don't want to quit. I don't want to quit faith. You know, we here at the River Church, we're, we're not only a, we're, we're a word of faith church, but we're a word and spirit church. So as word and faith people, word and uh, spirit people, and word of faith and word uh, word of spirit people, you and I, we don't give ourselves the leeway of saying, "Well, I'm getting bored." Yeah. We we don't give ourselves the the opportunity to say the wrong thing. Yeah. We, we we matter of fact, we hold ourselves to a higher. We ought to hold ourselves to a higher standard because we're around good people yeah. that help us that help us get to that next level. Amen. What's that next level? Deeper relationship with the Lord. Yeah. I tell you, because when, when, you're, when you're out of fellowship with God, it is not a fun place. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a relationship with the Lord, it is, a it is a tough place to be. I mean, you know, my parents worked really hard to be where, where they're at. And, and I'm grateful for that. But at the same time, I recognize that when you do, and then when they got the Holy Spirit, and when the Holy Spirit started to operate in their lives, they both got born again. You could see their life becoming better, and it didn't. All that hard work, 
well, it paid off, but what the really thing that paid off more than the hard work was getting free with the Holy Spirit so that their relationship would be better. The relationship with themselves, the relationship with their kids, the kindness that began to, that began to be one of the greatest fruits that I began to see in my own, my own family. Mm-hmm. The renewing of their mind to the word, yeah. changing the entire environment. Yeah. That, that makes a difference in people's lives. That's the kind of stuff where people say, you know, I need that. Mm -hmm. I want that. I'm tired of having the stress, the fighting in my home. I want the peace. Mm -hmm. And you and I, we need the peace. We need the peace. We need the love of God. And how we begin to do it is by opening the word and getting in the word and and getting ourselves free with the word. Well, how do I get free with the word? Well, for example, if you want to get free, let's say you open your Bible, the 1 Corinthians 13. And you start meditating on scriptures and love and how love responds and how faiths, how, how love talks and how, how, how the faith, the person of love has a certain type of personality. You begin to, the Bible says, you know, Paul says, I imitate, I, I therefore I'm an imitator of Christ. Well, we're an imitator of his word. So we imitate what we see in, in 1 Corinthians 13. You know, I have a soft, I have a soft answer. I'm not vain. I'm not puffed up. Um, I start to find those scriptures and start to apply them to my life and practice so that it's not like just a he- thing I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. And I hear Pastor Marcus talking a lot. You know what? I, I need to start doing that. I need to start putting that love. I need to start talking kind to my spouse. I need to start talking kind to my kids. I need to start. I need to. I need to be right with my fellow emplo- employees at work. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to enter into the gossip wheelhouse. I'm not going to be selling the bill of goods that Satan sells to everybody, that gossip, those rumor meals, those, those envies, those, those practices of maliciousness, that gossiping spirit, I, I'm, I, the things that produce oppression, that violent atmosphere, I'm removing that out of my life and I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to flow in my life so I can be a great example of what God is trying to do here. So. We can no longer, like I said, we can no longer take those old bill of goods that Satan's been trying to sell. We're not going to take, we're not, we're not, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to receive it anymore. We're going to, we're going to lay those things to rest. Cause you and I, we, we don't, we don't have to wrestle anymore. We don't have to wrestle anymore. You don't have to wrestle anymore. It, it can be easy and it is easy. And part of it being easy is just you agreeing with the word that it's easy. That, that it doesn't have to be a struggle. So those of you who are sitting home, would you say this with me this evening? Say, Dear Heavenly Father, tonight, today, I make a choice. The, 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 the choice of following after you, Lord. Jesus, you said... Your, your, your burden is light. Your yoke is light. And I, therefore, Father, I just, I put off the old man. I put off the old way of thinking. I follow after you, Jesus. I follow after you, Jesus. I let go of the old problems. No longer stumbling around like someone who's living in darkness. 
but I walk out my faith. I renew my mind to the word of God. Say this in your heart. I declare I'm free. I refuse those old bill of goods, those old ways of doing things. I don't have to live with this way of living. In fact, I have been given a new life already on the inside of me. So today I declare I am free and that I am going to continue doing the word of God so that I can enforce my freedom. And so, Father, we just worship you. We worship you, Jesus. And those of you sitting home say, I worship you, Jesus. I thank you, Father, I can walk in love. I thank you, Father, I can be kind. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that that old way of responding is gone. I, I have a new mind. I have a new way of thinking. And I just respond to you, Father. Now I just tell you I love you, Father. Thank you so much for helping me. Thank you so much for setting me free. And I thank you, Father, that I no longer am wise in my own eyes, but I, I let that wisdom go. And, and I lay hold of and lay hold of that freedom and that new way of thinking where it's not my wisdom, but it's your wisdom. Because it, the wisdom that I can even say that I have is found in your word. So it's not mine, it's yours. And, and I thank you, Father, for it. I thank you, Father, for that freedom. I thank you, Father. I'm no longer the same, but I'm free. I'm free. Moving out the hindrances that keep causing me to stub my toe. Not allowing my mouth to say the wrong things. Not allowing my heart to be hard towards others. Being sweet and kind with my kids, being sweet and kind with my spouse. Looking out for my coworkers, not always just looking out for me. Being kind to my neighbors, but doing your word. So I look in your perfect law of liberty, your word, and I see the areas where I need to fix and I make those changes. And I thank you, Father, for helping me. <laughs> you always help. You always lead. You always guide. And I'm so grateful, so grateful for all that you're doing in me, for all that you're doing in those folks at home. Say, I'm free. I'm free. Come on, ain't it good to be free? Woo! I tell you, it's good to be free. Hey, you and I, we have got a lot to be excited about. You know, sometimes it may feel like, uh, it may look like things can be overwhelming, but you know, you've got to r realize it's not, it's not hard. It's not hard, it's easy. And just start, let that be your confession. It's not hard to follow God, it's easy. Amen, amen. Well, I love you. We, uh, I love you uh, and we'll see you this Sunday. Amen, amen. <laughs>